Good morning, good morning, good morning on this beautiful Friday, January 15th. I'm taping this way ahead of time, so I had to stop myself and see what day it was. Uh, we are on number 12 um, in our book uh, by John Piper, the great John Piper, The Passion of Jesus Christ. And twelve uh, number re reason number 12 is to take away our condemnation, and this should make you sit up and take notice this morning. Um, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 6 says, We all, all means all, like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus Christ, the iniquity of us all. Remember Isaiah 53, really? Isaiah 52 verse 12 through Isaiah 53, 13 talks about the suffering servant, Jesus Christ. It doesn't mention him by name, but it points ahead to the uh, New Testament and the Old and uh, and the New Testament um, fulfills uh, this um, in the life of Jesus Christ. Hundreds and hundreds of years later, as we look at this, uh, condemnation um, is such a deep and a serious word. When somebody says condemned, or the gavel goes down and somebody is condemned, there's just this hush that comes over a, a courtroom and the, the guilty member knows that his life or her life has changed forever. But let's look at what Piper has to say here. The great conclusion to the suffering and the death of Christ is this. Now, we're not done with this, this book. We're not done with his book here, but um, this word condemnation is just boom. It's so heavy. Um, the great uh, conclusion is found in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, one of my favorite verses, and it says this, there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, not some, not a little bit. No, there is no condemnation. I want you to go to Romans chapter 8 because we're going to spend uh, the rest of our time mainly in Romans chapter 8 and uh, verses 31 through 37. Uh, on your way there, on your way there, in fact, skip past it. Uh, I want to go to Galatians uh, through your curveball there. Galatians uh, chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, and then we'll go on to uh, Romans. Uh, Galatians 2, 16, 17. Know that a man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. So we too have put our faith in Christ Jesus, uh, that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by observing the law, because by observing the law, no one will be justified. Verse 17, if while we seek to be justified in Christ, it becomes evident that, our self, that we ourselves are sinners, does that mean that Christ promotes sin? Absolutely not. Jesus came to fulfill all the requirements of the law. All the requirements. Look up uh, later. Look up Galatians chapter four and verse four. A great portion of scripture. In fact, look at four through seven. Powerful portion of scripture on how Jesus fulfilled all the things of the law. Uh, but let's go to Romans chapter eight, and I just want to read a few verses to you uh, today in this powerful portion on condemnation. Uh, Romans eight thirty one. What then shall we say in response to this? If God be for us, who can be against us? <laughs> if you, do you have a big brother? Have you ever had a big brother or a friend who just was standing there whenever you needed help? Um, they couldn't be there all the time, though. There, there were times when you would stand alone and have to face things alone. You do not have to do that. 
because Jesus stands for us. Look at verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, God did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? How will he not team with Jesus Christ, who is the creator of all things, to give us all things? They work together in perfect harmony. Verse 33, who will bring any charge? Knowing those first two verses then, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who can do that? If God wipes the slate clean, if God, the just God, um, who who requires perfection, sent his son to die in our place in perfect perfection for our imperfection, in perfect righteousness for our unrighteousness. If he did that for us, and he did, and we apply that to our lives through faith, in Jesus Christ, then who can bring a charge against us? Remember that when somebody brings unjust charges against you. Say, I, I'm just going to rest in Jesus Christ. Who is he that condemns us? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Not only did he pay the ultimate price for us, not only, turn to Hebrews 1, not only did he pay the ultimate price for you and I, but the Bible says that he sits now at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us. Hebrews chapter 9, I think it's verse 35. But look at Hebrews 1 verse 3. The Son, who is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustained all things by his powerful word. And after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of God, a majesty of heaven. And he ever lives now to make intercession for us. He he stands before God, he's or sits before God because he can sit because his work is completed and he makes intercession for us. So who can bring this condemnation against us? No one. Why? Because Christ has done it all for us and he continues to intercede for us. Look at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We also are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor death, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Stand firm in what Jesus has done for you. No one can stand against you. No one can bring condemnation against you because everything that you've done is under the blood of Jesus Christ. That should cause you to rejoice this morning. No matter what you're going through, no matter what your struggles, no matter what you're facing and the temptations you're facing, you stand before God clean. Now, if we sin, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, we, we come to him and we confess our sin and he'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 
What a, what a beautiful picture of the ongoing work of Christ in our life. We are saved, we are being saved, and that salvation is complete when we stand before him. We are uh, free from the power of sin at salvation, and as we are the curse of sin at salvation, and then as we walk through this life, the Holy Spirit gives us this strength and this power to overcome temptation, and then one day when we stand before God, we'll be removed completely from temptation and from sin, that should cause you to be excited. Look at uh, Proverbs chapter 28 and verse one. It says, the wicked man flees, though no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. Have you ever in your mind just been been so beat down, so beat down, and yet no one is coming against you, but you know your own sinful past? We need to leave it at the feet of Christ. We need to leave it there because he's become our unrighteousness so that his righteousness should be imputed to us, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. And because of that, then we are righteous, and the righteous are as bold as a lion. Don't let your boldness be in your own righteousness today. Don't let your boldness be in you today. Let it be in Christ Jesus. Let me pray for us. Numbers chapter 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Be bold in the righteousness of Christ this week. God bless you until we talk again.